Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah is brought to you by the Basics Collection from Highly Clutch T-Shirts. Fall is my favorite time of year. The weather finally starts cooling down, football season is in full swing, and the holidays are right around the corner. And in the fall, a comfortable hoodie is the most important part of your wardrobe. Hoodies are one of the single greatest garments invented. The problem is some brands try and go way too hard with their hoodies designs instead of just sticking to the basics. That's why I'm so hyped on Highly Clutch debuting the Hoodies Basics Collection, which is about to become your new favorite hoodie. These hoodies come in eight different colors, made from extremely soft heathered fleece that's a blend of 60% cotton and 40% polyester. They come in singles and packs of two. Check them out at HighlyClutch.com and click the Basics tab at the top of the page to shop the collection. And now, back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I agree with drama. I mean, he's making me sick with the metaphors, but Ari's not doing this at a French. We'll make it a lunch. Yeah, well, you could still have dessert after lunch. Better make it a coffee. Good thing. Coffee says I sip, but I eat sucking. Oh, hi. Hello there. Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from San Francisco, California. New season, season 3B, episode 1, less than 30. Super excited to dive in to the new mini season with you guys. Thank you to everyone that submitted voice memos last week. The voice message episode was a complete success, in my opinion. I really am looking forward to doing that again. We'll definitely have one before the end of the year. So get your questions and your memos ready. My guest this week for Less Than 30 was the extremely talented and hysterical Hannah Burner. She hosts the Burning in Hell podcast. She's an online personality, a comedian. She's also an actress. She was on the Bravo TV show Summer House this past summer. Her stock is rising. She's hysterical. She's from Brooklyn originally. It was great to get a female on the pod. Always great to get the female's perspective on Entourage. And when Hannah and I first spoke, before we started recording, she dropped some news on me. She had never seen an episode of Entourage before. Now... Before everyone goes running to turn off their podcast app or change over to a different episode, this was an awesome episode. Hannah just got it. She watched the episode a few times. She took some notes. She had one or two clarifying questions. And to be honest, having someone on the pod who had never seen the show before made for some really great conversation. It also, in my opinion, was the perfect episode to bring her in on. First episode of a new mini-season, things are changing, new characters are introduced. Hannah fucking crushed it. This is an awesome episode. I'm looking forward to you guys listening to our conversation. Check out her upcoming show dates in the links that I'm putting in the bio of today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the Spotify playlist that's in there as well. And thank you to everyone that's been leaving five-star reviews. We have an awesome lineup of guests for these last eight episodes that we're going to talk about in 2019. Keep this train rolling in 2020 and continue our drive down Sunset Boulevard. So without further ado, let's talk about Less Than 30 with Hannah Burner. All right, everyone, we are back. Season 3B, season 3B, episode 1 or episode 13, depending on who you're talking to. It's essentially the premiere of the second part of season 3 of Entourage. As you guys know, the writer's strike back in 2006-2007 cut the season in half. Less Than 30, our guest today... The very funny host of the insanely popular podcast, Burning in Hell. She's also an official cast member of Summer House on Bravo. Dialing in from New York City, Hannah Burner. 
Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. I'm excited. That was quite the introduction. Yeah, I tried to gas my guests up before, and it's it's a Wednesday morning right now, so it's you know we added our energy levels up a little bit here for this. Yeah, I'm already impressed because you're three hours before me, and you sound way more energetic than me. <laughs> have to do it. That's what you know. As you host a podcast yourself, you know sometimes you have to bring it. Yeah, oh, a hundred percent. But I normally I don't book before noon because I know myself. <laughs> But no, I'm I I was very excited. I watched this last night, so it's fresh in my mind and I'm ready to talk all the shit. Well, here's the best part, and I cannot wait to break the news to our guests. Um Hannah, this was your first time watching Entourage, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because before I called you, I'm like, okay, do I he's gonna judge me by by me saying I've never watched it because clearly he loves it more than life itself. So I was like, do I say like, oh, I've kind of seen it, but you know, that'll get you in trouble. Yeah. Like I'll like mess up one of the guy's names and you'll be like, what? His, his, his name, what? That's so I was like, you know what? Honesty is the best yes. policy. Honesty is always I the just, best like, policy. I just get like Vince's name wrong and you're just like, um, <laughs> it's, are you that tired? Um, so yeah, I've never seen it before. Last night was the first time I ever watched Entourage. I kind of love this. And I already know like some of our fans are going to be like, what the fuck? I- I've been meaning to do this as of late with someone who's never seen the show before. This is kind of the perfect episode it's the first episode of this shortened season it's kind of a transitional episode you're being introduced to new characters it's not one of the considered one of the like top 10 entourage episodes so we're not like wasting i kind of i'm gonna i want to have fun with this today oh it will not be a waste don't you worry perfect (laughs) but also it's not like i i purposely have been living my life avoiding entourage it's actually like definitely people have mentioned to me you should watch it i'm not like a huge huge tv watcher like i'm one of those people that you know if you just say a random line of like a wedding crashers you know quote i'm not one to know it that's just who i am so i'm just not like an avid tv watcher but i love that this was a great excuse to watch it and I love that you were you were willing and able to do it, and you just want you just want to dive in, dive oh, into yeah. the deep end with the entourage guys. <laughs> Start. It's funny. I actually started Game of Thrones like season four. Oh wow! Because like my the, my ex at the time was watching it, and he got so mad at me. He's like, "You can't just start in the middle." And I'm like, Jesus. "It's better than me not watching it with you." And he's like, "Now you know who doesn't die." And I'm like, "It's fine." So I like starting things in the middle and then figuring it out. Perfect. <laughs> um, I think. Entourage is a little bit more lower stakes than Game of Thrones. <laughs> I think you can pick up Entourage midway through and kind of get the gist. Okay, he's the movie star. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to stop to, you know, research, you know, family storylines of who's murdered who in the past. So that was nice. Some would say, though, that it's just as dramatic as Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, there's always a lot of drama, just less blood. Before we dive into the episode, so real quick, so Entourage premiered in 2004, ran through 2011. So you had to to have been around this time in your life like people at school talking about it like yeah, your friends 2004 I was a fresh 2009 I graduated high school mm-hmm. so yeah 2004 I was like a freshman in high school so it was definitely like a lot of my guy friends just loved it it's all definitely. they talked about um so I was perfect so, I, so you're you're representing for them you're here yeah, representing, representing them, on, the, on their behalf I could have been a follower, but I was like, no, I'm not going to watch the show everyone loves. So I'm just a rebel. Love it. So let's uh, let's go back. Let's talk about this week's episode. Every week I talked about a little time capsule. 
This episode aired on Sunday, April 8th, 2007. Usually episodes drop in August and there's never anything going on, so I'm glad that this season started in April because there was a ton going on in the world back in 2007. Interesting. Right before the economy collapsed. Correct. And just a few weeks beforehand, over the course of a two-week period, the princess of pop herself, Britney Spears, who was in the midst of a custody battle with ex-husband Tevin Federline. She checked in and out of two separate rehab clinics. She spent less than a day at each. She shaved her own head at a hair salon. She got two tattoos. She had tapped a paparazzi's car with an umbrella at a gas station. And then she finally checked into a third rehab clinic where she actually stuck it out for a whole month. Iconic time period in pop culture history. Iconic. (laughs) Iconic. Icon. I-Q-U-E. That's what I call that. Wait, what was she in rehab for? I think it was stress. Severe stress. I don't think she ever had any stress. (laughs) This was like the lowest point in her career, let's be honest. This was a very, very public meltdown, and people didn't think she'd bounce back from that. It's funny because she's like currently going through this like second kind of meltdown on Instagram. Yeah. I don't know why her management lets her post, but I'm happy about it. But there's some kind of thing where like she's in, people are like free Britney, like she's in some kind of contract that she can't get out of. Who knows? But yeah, I think there's something happening now. So it's interesting. I mean, I think the prevailing rumor is that like her management controls like every single thing that she does. She's essentially, slave is a serious word to be throwing around in 2019, but like she's kind of a slave to her her image and stuff like that. But she's definitely bounced back from this low point in 2007. And also it was such a huge part of our current meme culture, which is like memes saying, you know, now I understand Britney's shaving her head in 2007 now that I'm an adult. So it's like she's it's kept her relevant just not in the most positive light she just had a vegas residency which grossed over a hundred million dollars to date her 2016 yep. uh, album glory sold more than a hundred thousand units in its first week which is a big deal now that everything's streaming so like maybe christina aguilera should have shaved her head and she would have been more relevant right now you don't see britney having to be on the voice well christina aguilera actually you don't know this was in the last season of entourage <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i have no idea i also i was a christina fan back in the day i loved her i mean i wouldn't say that i was a fan of either because i was yeah same time period like high school but i probably just preferred britney i thought that britney was like annoying and christina was like the talented one but now i feel like Christina's kind of a c-word and britney is more relatable and not the perfect like sex doll that they made her out to be well christina never did crossroads so I'm, I'm putting that as a win. Brittany's talent. <laughs> I, that is true talent. Crossroads of talent. I know talent when I see it. Speaking of talent. Let's talk about Vinny Chase's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> In this week's episode, let me do a quick summary for the listeners who maybe didn't have a chance to rewatch the episode. It's Vince's birthday, and Amanda, his new agent, has two diffs, courtside seats to a Lakers dame, and an offer to star in an adaptation of an Edith Wharton novel. The basketball dame ends up being somewhat awkward, because Vince sees Ari, but responding to Amanda's enthusiasm for the Wharton script, Vince expresses interest in taking the project. Seeing Vince at the dame reopens Ari's wound about losing his star client, and begins a campaign to woo him back. He sets up a friendly birthday meal with Vince, and presents him with his diff. The news that Medean, Vince's dream project, is once again available. Meanwhile, Turtle and 
and Drama have been tasked with planning a birthday party for Vince, but they're having trouble fitting their bid plans into their limited budget. Turtle wants to hold the party on a boat, but the only vessel with a big enough capacity is the Queen Mary. In a flash of inspiration, Turtle solves the budget crisis, sponsoring the party. The party is huge, with scores of Hollywood players in attendance, including both Ari and Amanda, who face off in front of Vince. Eventually, Ari retreats, but not before his mission is accomplished. Vince decides to table the Wharton Project just in case Medean really is available. Hannah. What was your favorite moment from this episode? Okay, I think that Amanda's opening scene was epic. Yep. Um, what was the? Is this the first time you ever see Amanda? This is the first time we meet the Amanda character played by the beautiful Carla Giugino. Gorgeous, and I think that they were. You kind of sensed in the beginning who's this Amanda, who's this Amanda girl, mm-hmm. and she just like did not let down. She was like stunning on screen. Her presence was so powerful, but sexy, but smart, and like I, she just kind of owned that scene. And you almost like are rooting for her just because you want to see more of her. She kind of like whips the boys in the shape she's like who did their reading last night and they're like i did three i did four like she's kind of like a school teacher in a way hey is that my agent or america's next top model don't patronize me i know i look like shit i was up all night fighting with my ex over the house again no the dog what kind of man sues for custody of a labradoodle anyway (laughs) sit so who did their required reading last night how many I read four of them. That's impressive. Vince? I read half of three. Look, Amanda, you have to understand that you send some very large scripts. It's true. The scripts are used to send us are in the 90 to 104 page range. Yours are closer to 140. It leaves me no time for skincare. Can you briefly summarize how did Ari lose Vince? <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> Essentially, uh... Because they didn't hit on that. It's the primary plot of the last two episodes of, like, the previous season, and, uh... Uh-huh. Vince had liked a passion project. It was a Ramones biopic where he was going to play Joey Ramone. And okay. through Ari, like, kind of fucking up the, his relationship with the producer, Ari gets the uh, project, like, taken away from Vince. Essentially, Ari loses, like, a bid project on Vince's behalf. So Ari, so Vince had to say goodbye? Yes, they fire him at the end of season 3A. Okay. Of course, it's in the middle of this weird thing where, like, they broke the season into two pieces because of the writer's strike. I was surprised that you found the actual episode as it's hard to describe where it is. <laughs> well, the whole, the whole B-A-B thing was kind of strange to me, but I, I'm like, maybe this is what they do in Entourage. They nope. just add random letters. Just this season. It's funny because I'm like just starting in my career to deal with like, I have a manager, but I'm like just starting to talk to a lot of agents. Yep. And so I actually was laughing about it, but I actually feel like in this industry, if you fire someone... A lot of times, I feel like they wouldn't go chasing back for you. They'd be like, fuck you. Like, there's too much talent for them to... My roster's too, yeah, too big. Exactly. But seeing Ari kind of put his tail between his legs was funny. The thing about the show is that Ari considers Vince a friend first. And we'll talk about the friendship stuff. They've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I think think Amanda is like, if they're going to have an agent compete with the star quality of Ari... Amanda nailed it and it was it was a hard casting probably oh and she's great she's intimidating she's sexy she's confident she like doesn't take shit I loved it and your munch mentioned earlier about Ari kind of like having his tail between his legs that's actually my favorite moment from the episode so it's when he like tries to call Vince and then he hangs up because he's nervous hello did you just prank Vince I never heard the guy answer the phone before it spooked me He's going to know it's you. Our company name comes up. Why does it come up? Whose idea was that? What's the fucking point? I don't know. He's not going to know it's me. Could have been you calling drama. 
True. What do I care if he thinks it was me? I meant to call. I'm calling him again. In a minute? You call drama first so he thinks it was you. It was like... Because <laughs> he would never do that. I know, but it was endearing to the character. Yeah. Like, it's unlike him. He's normally very cocky. He's normally, like, the, like, biggest swinging dick in the room, for lack of a better word. <laughs> and yeah. uh, This is my first episode. I'm like, that's so not like Ari. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Hannah, every week we do something called our favorite bros being bros moment. And that's not... Not the 2019 equivalent of bro. It's just like the moment of friendship that you see on the show. And obviously, females can be bros too. They can have like female moments of friendship. Now, there aren't a ton of female characters on the show, unfortunately. But uh, any moments of friendship jumping out at you from this episode that you particularly liked? I actually liked... There's the obvious, you know, the guys throwing the party for him and them not letting him pay. Yeah. But it's like I feel like he's done a lot for them, so that made sense. There was a specific moment where E is sitting at the ta- at the brunch table or breakfast table. I'm so well, so millennial of me being like the brunch. They <laughs> um, are getting coffee, so E was with. I'm, I'm getting this. E was with Vince. Yep. And um, Ari. Ari had gone to the bathroom. And he was like, do you want to invite him to the party? <laughs> and and Ari, I mean, and Vince was like, yeah. Not a word about business, he. Very impressive. Should I invite him to the party? You want to invite him to the party? I want to invite him to the party. Then you should invite him to the party. Here he comes. All right. What do you guys think about dessert? No, no dessert. All right, just check that. I already got it. Right. Wow, he. You are really officially keeping this unofficial. <laughs> just friends, Ari, just friends. Just friends, absolutely. So, uh, Ari, I'm having a little... I'd love to come to your party, Vinny. Thank you. And you could tell that E was kind of like... Like, it wasn't a very smart move, probably, and it, it actually turned out to be bad for the the team, maybe, adding conflict. But E just wanted him to be happy and was just like, then you should. And I think it was a great showing of like, it was for Vince's birthday and he wasn't being selfish and he was like, whatever makes Vince happy. And I like that. I don't like when people kind of put their own motives ahead of someone else. That's a great moment. And it's very resonant to 2019 because how many times have we been at like an awkward situation where we're like, oh, we're doing this thing, but we don't want to invite this person and or we don't know if we should invite this person. So you kind of like wait to see how it goes. And yeah, and even earlier, he had mentioned like, oh, um, Ari's I mean, Vince is not going to invite Ari. So the fact that he saw Vince wanted it and he he could also be like, I want to have my friendship. But he was like, I want this guy to rekindle this friendship with this person in his life if he thinks it's important to him that's probably i didn't have that down as one of my bros being bros moment but that is very insightful hannah that is thank you probably the most bros being bros moment there could be i said a lot of the same stuff like ian turtle throwing vince a birthday party drama kind of like warning vince and e about going to lunch with ari's maybe lunch no dinner why not dinner you're leading him on with dinner you're saying something I don't think you want to say. And what am I saying? Did you want to jump back in the sack with him? <laughs> I mean, come on. You ever go to dinner with a disgruntled ex when she really wasn't just looking for some tasty dessert? He's kind yeah. of being protective of his brother, which is which was cute in a way. But obviously, it was just kind of drama being played for laughs. I think one more thing is, like, they have no confidence in Turtle that he can pull this off the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. They're, yeah. like, mad at him for maxing out the credit cards. They're yelling at him about, like, whatever. And he's like, guys, please have a little faith in me. And then, you know, he comes through in the end. Yep. 
Hannah, you'll find if you watch more episodes of Entourage. In the end, it all works out every time. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that's, there's like a, you look up to it and you're not watching it to laugh at them. You're watching it in like an inspiring way. Yeah. Wish fulfillment. What was your least favorite moment from this week's episode? It's not really a moment, but the only thing that annoyed me was how drama calls Vince bro. <laughs> like, obnoxious so many times where he'll just be like, bro, bro, bro. And I'm like, you you don't have to. Also, like, bro, maybe because nowadays bro is so, like, overused. Maybe it was cool back then to be like, bro. But now I'm like, geez, like, it, it, inappropriate times he would just say, and then bro. Good morning, bro. And I just, it happened, like, a couple too many times in a row, and I just wrote that down. I'm like, Fair I enough. just wrote every time drama says bro to Vince. <laughs> yo, yo. Morning, bro. Ex Benedict? Yeah, it'd be great, Johnny. Hey, E. Script is good. Wow. Real good. You read it? Cover to cover. When? Last night. Couldn't sleep, bro? I slept like a baby. Well, if it wasn't clear, drama's supposed to be a lot older than the dies. They never, ever, like, identify how old he is, but he could be anywhere oh. from, like, 10 to 15 to even 20 years older than... So he's just, the... like, the... But then why was have they been friends forever? Well, he's Vince's older brother, or older half-brother, actually. So, oh, like... okay, so that's why he's calling him bro, but yes. still, it's annoying. It's, like, we get it. You have to remind us you guys are related all the fucking time. Yes, and but, I mean, it's also... This episode aired in 2007. That was a regular parlance amongst young males in 2007, myself included. Oh, my God, maybe... Because I was the one that then had to deal with all the guys who thought they were cool calling each other bro all yeah. the fucking time. So maybe that's why I have animosity towards it. You have PTSD from all of that. That's what it is. <laughs> I do. That's what it is. It really <laughs> probably was cool back in that time. So I have a my least favorite. Drama is one of like the best characters on the show. One of my least favorite moments from this episode comes from him, actually. And that is when Vince is blowing out his candles and drama's like, hey, don't forget about me, bro. I had your back all year. Like he's trying to take Vince's birthday wish. <laughs> Bro, I had you back all year. You want me to put you in my wish, Johnny? If you don't mind. What do you want to wish for, Drama? That someone recognizes you? First of all, you don't say what you want your wish to be out loud, you dumb fuck. Second, I think Vince could figure out a more rewarding wish to fulfill for me. Don't worry, I'm gonna wish for what I always wish for, that we all have a great year. You said it out loud, you fuck this world. I didn't understand that. What type of grown man, A, asks for someone's wish and be like makes a big public deal out of it really strange maybe it was just like they wanted to make it less corny and add some like humor to it but i yeah you're right it started it almost was like i would get pissed yep. that he was doing that it came out of nowhere yeah there was no like storyline that would have made you think that he should do that and before we move on to that chatter i wanted to ask you so i mentioned it earlier but there's a lot of weird friend talk like, people being like, are you coming as a friend? We're still friends, right? Yeah, we're always going to be friends. As long as Ari's there dressed as a friend. Yeah, when they said dressed as a friend, <laughs> I was like, is that some weird agent talk that I don't know? Well, you should know Ari's going to be at Vince's birthday party. You okay with that? As long as he's dressed as a friend. I just don't refer to people as friends as often as the people in this episode did. I have friends, Maybe obviously. Maybe because but... Facebook was big at the time. I don't Maybe. Know. No, but That's a good point. It's interesting. Yeah, is he coming as a friend? What else is he coming as besides an agent it's like is he trying to fuck him like i don't know what they are insinuating everyone is always friends that's the whole point yeah um, it didn't make that much sense 
I've never heard that term, and I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. Hannah, any lines or quotes jump out at you from this episode as being particularly good? Oh, my God. Okay, so this just stuck out to me. I actually laughed out loud, and maybe because it's also kind of funny now because I if you follow me on Instagram I tweet a lot and I I love memes I love pop culture it's when Ari was really worked up because of Amanda and the first scene with Lloyd and he goes oh shut up Lloyd I'll be fine and Lloyd (laughs) your horoscope doesn't think so it says that this is going to be a very tumultuous week I put him on the fucking court on Arbor Day and that's her present Gosh, she's so fucking wrong for him. Ari, I hate to see you like this. Oh, shut up, Lloyd. I'll be fine. Your horoscope doesn't think so. So this was going to be a very tumultuous week. It just was so different than like any other funny lines in the show. And the it, I laughed out loud. I thought it was amazing. I love it too. Ari's like, I bet she'll be at his birthday party. Fuck. He'll probably let her blow out his candles. But also him bringing up your horoscope, like horoscopes piss guys off. Like if you even if you even say horoscope in front of a guy, they'll be like, oh, horoscope. Ugh. So the fact you brought up horoscopes when he was really mad and used yep. it against him makes me laugh. I don't mean to throw my beautiful wife under the bus by any means, but she's from Southern California and she's uh, recently gotten into the like uh, crystals. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's I know she just puts a few around the house she doesn't she doesn't subscribe to it fully but I'm like what is this doing here and she's like oh it's good she took hard-earned money out of her you know income into crystals so (laughs) even though she claims she's half-assing it I went out I did a podcast in LA and there were crystals everywhere and then she told me that she had to start later because her cat psychic okay so i was like okay la is fun we're having fun (laughs) my my wife isn't there yet but i'm like this is a rock this is a rock sitting next to our bed that's all i'm gonna say energy it affects the energies in the room but yeah lloyd killed it with that awesome i really liked um drama and turtle sitting on the couch arguing over the like features of the party call service for nine grand what's that all about that's for drunk girls to get home safely. Well, we don't need any dead bodies littering sunset. Better keep that. Yo, maybe I could lose the floral arrangements for four grand. I don't know. Nothing gets a girl wet like a calla lily centerpiece. There's just no way to do this. Maybe we should call it off. We're not calling it off, Turtle. We're not getting any younger. How many of these things do you think we got left? We got a lot left. Don't drag us into your twilight years, drama. <laughs> Funny. They should have made him, like, have some grays or something. Because, yeah, there's a lot of references to how old he is. Well, so that's kind of a running joke on the show. He's, like, been in bit parts on TV and movies since, like, the 80s. He refers to, like, being in high school when they were in high school. It's, like, this running dad that drama's just old. And it's really well done over the course of the show. Um, Hey, guys. I wanted to quickly talk to you again about the Hoodies Basic Collection from Highly Clutch T-Shirts. These badass hoodies are pre-laundered so they won't shrink, the tad is screen printed on so you won't have an annoying tad scratching at your neck, and the fitted design with a classic drawstring will have you looking great this fall. You'll also save money by loading up on two hoodies instead of one. Each hoodie retails at 27 bucks, but if you buy them in a pack of two, it's $49 total so you save yourself some coin. At this price point, these are complete steal. Grab your hoodie now at HighlyClutch.com and click the Basics tab at the top of the page to shop the collection. And now, back to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. So I have a new category this week. New new season, new category. Super excited to introduce it. It's kind of special thanks to you. Every week, you know, we see like Turtle and Drama give each other shit. E gives Drama shit. Everyone kind of makes fun of each other. What was the biggest burn of the week this week, Hannah? So I... um. 
sticking with my favorite character, which has become Lloyd, who crushed that scene, is when I do think drama is hilarious. And when drama gets on the phone with Lloyd and he doesn't know that Lloyd is just using him to get to Vince. And Lloyd is just rolling his eyes and he's like, did you see my billboard? Did you see my billboard? And they're going back and forth. He's like, I, I didn't know it was even up. And then he thinks the joke's over. And then he's like, you obviously don't drive Sunset. To and from work every day, but I'll look again. Do. I will. And that just made me laugh so hard. That was the biggest burn. Because burning drama is great because he just sets himself up for that. Definitely. Yeah. He Eventually he's like, yeah, he's here, Lloyd. Why? Because I don't know, you know. Ari's here too. Maybe they should say hi. I don't think that's such a great idea, Lloyd. Put him on the phone, Johnny, or no more agency comps at Burke Williams. Drama <laughs> immediately hands it over. But, like, the way the, like, straight guys burn each other is always, like, funny and cool. But, like, there's something about the sass of a gay guy burning a straight guy that just makes me laugh so hard. And we've talked in past episodes, and, like, this is kind of Lloyd's, like, come up. He starts to, like, have a bigger presence in the show, and, like, he ultimately becomes, like, a main cast member towards the end of the show. It's funny because, yeah, he really struck me as a really great character. Yeah. It added some estrogen to, like, all the testosterone <laughs> in a non-sexual way. What's funny is if I had had you on for another episode with no Lloyd and no Amanda, it would just be way too much testosterone for you, <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> it's, it's good to break it apart. I think men would even agree. Why do you think they even they have the sex and the women in it? And it's because it's neat. Yep. You want to see a different side of guys that isn't just, like, chest bumping all the time. 100%. And I, and. Speaking of Amanda, I think the biggest burn goes to her. It's when her and Ari, like, just get done confronting each other in front of Vince. He'll be back, Hack. You want me to walk you to your car? This town's not safe for a bitch. I loved it. Oh, I loved I her kind of her throwing Her burn down. was so good. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that nailed it. She nailed it. So, yeah, new category. It's going to be around all season. Biggest burn. Special honor of you, Hannah Burner. Oh, thank yeah. You. Thank, thank you. you for, uh... Thank you so much. Of course. <laughs> I'm honored. Every week we talked about... um our favorite songs that we heard in this week's episode. We have a playlist. Do you have a Spotify playlist? Yeah, we have a Spotify playlist. It's in the show notes of today's episode. Awesome. We have all the songs that we talked about. Any songs jump out at you as being particularly good? Do you know what's so weird? It's like when you go out and you're drunk all night and in the morning you can't remember one song. Fair enough. That played at the club. So like I watched this episode twice and I didn't hear one song. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. This song list for this episode is like very much a time capsule for the mid 2000s. So okay. it's, they're sitting courtside at the Lakers game and they hear the song Hear Me Coming by Young Jock. Come on, tonight we're celebrating somebody's birthday. Hey, she remembered. Nice. What did you get me? Young Jock was a personal favorite Anything of mine. with Young Jock, I'm down with. <laughs> and then three kind of like massive hits during the party scene. We have Bombs Over Bad Dad by Outcast, Give It Up by Twista and Pharrell, which is kind of an underground like hip-hop song that like really... Oh, I love Twista and I love Pharrell. And then the mic drop moment, Vince like turning to E and Amanda and going, well, we should hold off on glimpses just in case Ari's right. And then lap dance by NERD comes in. Just got word from Sam Mendes people. They want to skip the meeting and go right to an offer. Nice. I like the new team. It's going to be a good year. You know, I agree, but actually, um, I think we should hold off on glimpses for a while, just in case Ari's right.
I'm an outlaw. I'm an outlaw. One of the best NERD songs from the early 2000s. I'm a huge Pharrell NERD fan and uh, just just awesome, awesome moment. I think I just, I love hip hop and I think like it goes with the vibe of like fame, money, success. So I think it just, the songs work so well that nothing hit me like in a way that I was like, oh, that song. So I think all the songs were great. All the songs were the best for me. <laughs> Twitch story time. I used to, I'm from Chicago and I used to work at a top 40 radio station right out of school. Um radio back in 2010 as you can imagine it was a, a dire place to be but every week <laughs> you'd have like a, a music act come through to promote whatever show they were doing at like the united center or whatever big venue in chicago and after their like drop-in the entire staff of the radio station could like line up and take a photo with that artist and i always felt terrible because i was like this sucks like they're just here early in the morning and they want to promote they want to sell some tickets and now they have to take like 50 photos with a bunch of strangers like what a nightmare so i never did it ever except when pharrell came in because i'm that bit of a pharrell fan i was like fuck i gotta take a photo with this guy so somewhere on the internet there is a like picture of me in my b96 <laughs> you didn't t-shirt. even get the photo <laughs> i don't know i got it okay it's somewhere okay. i just don't know where yeah yeah <laughs> it's pharrell is like a true artist to like everything from his fashion to his music to just the like culture around him so every week on Entourage, there's usually some pretty big celebrity cameos in each episode. Unfortunately, this week there weren't any major ones, but there were two small ones in the party scene. Do you know who I'm referring to? Well, I thought the Victoria's Secret girls yep. were huge because yep. Alessandra, Alessandra Ambrosio. And then Perfect. I, I'm looking... I'm looking for the other one's name right now. Do you- Isabel Goulart. Isabel Goulart. So Goulart, yeah. So I would argue they're like two of them. I would get the Victoria's Secret magazine. Yep. I probably would use it in a different way that men would, but I would. <laughs> I would. That's where you like order all your bikinis, and they actually had good clothes back in the day. And I always thought that like they were the two prettiest, but back then no one had Instagram. You just saw them whenever you'd get the magazine. And they've grown to be like such iconic stars and have so many cameos and their Instagrams are huge. And now they're like huge models and they're like the two top ones um, that they do the fashion shows. I also noticed, though, that like when they were going around these parties, like the L.A. parties, the makeup girls were wearing is so different. No plastic surgery. Like you see no big lips where now if it's, it would just be like tons of fillers and, and lips everywhere. So I just noticed how like normal all the girls looked and it was actually like kind of refreshing to me. So let's talk about the angels a little bit and let's talk about how this episode maybe has aged. Yeah. Really quick, as mentioned, Alessandra Ambrosia. As he's, I, I could never nail that accent. You nailed it. Um, <laughs> in 2012, she was like top five on Forbes' list of highest paid models. She yep. was named one of the most beautiful people in the world by People Magazine. Mm-hmm. Isabel Goulard, she was, you know, Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue, Armani Exchange, and she was featured at the end of the 2016 Summer Olympics closing ceremony in Rio. She's Brazilian, yeah. Yeah, it ended with a fire display and a tribute to their signature event carnival which showcased their dance culture a 250 person parade was led by her wow fucking insane wow and she's just like bringing out his cake like a bottle girl in this episode she has five million followers on instagram (laughs) (laughs) i'm looking up alessandra right now who has 10 million followers on instagram she's and she's also founder of her own business now good for her so these girls like they are fucking Way richer than um, Vince, Adrian, 
they, I would argue that they definitely, it's like a Tom Brady Giselle type thing. Like these girls are killing mm-hmm. it. Definitely. So they're, they're like the biggest celebrity cameos yet. They go so under the radar for a lot of people. Cause to a lot of people, I'm sure it was just like, you know, pretty girl in a Victoria's Secret. Also their, their faces look exactly the same, which is hilarious. Maybe like slightly bigger That's lips, insane. but yeah, their faces look the same. <laughs> We just mentioned it, but so like, how would this episode be different if it took place in 2019 or or what maybe stood out to you as just being different about this episode? Oh, can I say my worst celebrity cameo? Because I have one. Yeah, I didn't realize there was one. Um, I think the worst celebrity cameo was Kobe Bryant. <laughs> and the, the only thing they showed of him was him passing, yep. which we all know is something he doesn't do. That's good. So Very good. That's my line <laughs> I wanted to say for that. My little sports knowledge. <laughs> no, that's great. He also is wearing number eight, which was his old number, which is that's kind of an outdated Ooh, thing. He changed his I number. Like <laughs> yeah. I I grew up on him as number eight. But yeah, he was during that time, him and Shaq were huge. And I just noticed him passing the ball for someone else to shoot what's adorable and fake. <laughs> why would they do that? That must have been CGI. I know. Something. Why would they, yeah, like why would they not have him like shooting or like alley-ooping <laughs> it to Shaq? I don't know. Definitely. Well, okay, there was a lot of like outdated things sure. but it starts off with um drama getting turtle to take photos of him in front of his billboard <laughs> and he goes you got the whole thing i got the whole thing 1400 different ways already drama just keep snapping it's digital there is no waste yeah only my time come on come on come on we're not going anywhere until somebody recognizes me that was a new thing in 2007 hannah he like had to explain that it was digital which was hysterical i also thought the party sponsors yep. like at the end like you're like how's he gonna afford it and then he's like guys you're not gonna fucking believe it i got sponsors <laughs> we're like now immediately they'd be like okay you're planning a party we got all these sponsors that's just like how influencers live their life so that was adorable to me he's like guys it's gonna blow your fucking mind <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to spend our own money on this but it's also so ahead of like ahead of their time i know there was always like sponsors but him holding the Svetka before he had to blow a candle is like what celebrity life is all encompassing now. And we don't even notice half the sponsors most of the time. And I don't think most of the general population cares, but I think this episode did a good job of shining a light on like, this is how easy celebrities have it. They just need to like hold a bottle up and the whole party is like paid for. Whoa, don't blow anything out yet. Am I holding this up while you do it? Oh, Jesus, turtle. But also that, like, how many people probably drank Svetka after that? How many guys are subconsciously shopping and they see the Svetka bottle and subconsciously they have good feelings of watching Entourage, seeing it, partying, and they bought it. Like, it probably did work. Well, I've admitted this before on the pod, and I was a shameless bro back in 2007, but the boys used to drink Budweiser Select, which was, like, an even lighter version of Bud Light in the early 2000s. And I used to drink Budweiser Select because the guys on Entourage did. And I'm like, wow, it worked so well. Keep that body right. Also, I was going back to what I was saying with the party and, like, the women, I was watching it from a, a perspective of, like, what L.A. parties would be like, and no one had plus 
plastic surgery and all the girls they chose like the style is so different like they there's so much eyeshadow we're like now it's all just like fake lashes and big lips and like glowy and it's just none of the girls like the look was so strange to me but also so refreshingly like everyone just looked like the girl next door who was trying a little too hard yeah bleach blonde hair fake tan and i was like oh are these like the hot girls they're choosing and then i'm like wait people weren't like aesthetically manufacturing their face to look like robots back then pumping a ton of chemicals into their bodies yeah exactly two more quick things or three more quick things but yeah one of the party sponsors is olympus cameras <laughs> which i don't think oh my god I, I think i had one of those back in the day and you'd always lose it like you'd go to the party with your camera and you'd lose it and be like not again <laughs> <laughs> don't buy another one at target um yeah Turtle says, we're going to the greatest party in the world, the Yellow Pages, which nobody uses anymore. He would just, first off, Turtle would have a million Instagram followers, and he'd just be like, throwing my boy Vinny Chase a party. Who wants SpawnCon? Like, that'd be it, and it'd be <laughs> done. Yeah, yeah. And then the idea of the boys taking a limo to the birthday party seemed a little, like, outdated and weird. Like, why are you in a limo? It's like a prom. Like, they're going to prom. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be yeah. an Uber XL. Like, that's that's it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my God. Those... Also, the fact, like, they'd show just, like, people um, at a game or, like, at a party, and there's no cell phones anywhere where, like, normally people are taking photos or texting. So that was something I noticed as well. I think it's kind of cool, to be honest with you. It's, it reminds us of a simpler time. A simpler, beautiful time. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're rounding the bend here. A few categories left. We've talked about... Lloyd a little bit. I kind of want to give Lloyd the sits man award this week. So the the person who comes in and just makes the most of their time on screen and like makes the biggest impact while not doing a ton. Do you agree with We're me? We're on the exact same page. I wrote L L O Y D. He killed it. He killed it. Hundred percent. He talks Ari into calling Vince. So uh, listen, as long as I've got you on the phone, is Vince there? What are you doing? What you should have done a long time ago, getting your man back. It was great. Uh, Lloyd Lord has a moment in this uh, last half of season three, and I'm looking forward to breaking it down week by week with you guys. And it's pro- we probably aren't the only ones that felt that, and maybe that's why his character really got larger throughout. Definitely. What do you think uh, was your favorite Ari Gold moment this week? I thought his best line was when he's awkwardly courting Ian Vince <laughs> at I'm going to call it the brunch. And they're purposely, like, being awkward and quiet, and he just goes... Weird. Kind of feels like I'm trying to fuck you guys. Are you? And I was like, (laughs) he nailed it. Like, he hit... The best thing with comedy is just to say what you're, like, really feeling when things are awkward. Like, even if you do a bad joke, being like, oh, sorry, that was very inappropriate considering all the, like, middle-aged men watching me right now. So him saying that was so refreshing and self-aware and i well, love you just it. say the thing that's on everyone's mind that usually can elicit like a very natural response which is usually and then laughter. it made everything after that even funnier because you're thinking about how it's like he's trying to fuck them <laughs> we've talked a lot about johnny drama any johnny drama moments jump out at you hannah as being i actually funny? think the same thing that you didn't like when he was kind of like jumping in on I thought it was a very corny when he was like I hope everyone has a great year I'm like really that's the best cheers you could think of for your big 30th party I know and then but it allowed Johnny Drama to have I think one of my favorite lines where he goes you said it out loud you just (laughs) fucked us all so I that was my favorite one in the end like he redeemed himself with that line 
Fair enough. Drama's always very sensitive about his cooking. I like that he was like... I'm with Vince. The whispering stops. Or nobody's getting a souffle at dinner tonight. Relax, Drama. It's about the party venue. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Threatening them like with dessert. That's a bad thing. Like, my dad is always like, okay, what are we eating? What do Is there enough food for me? <laughs> and I think it's... So maybe it's like an older guy thing, kind of taking care of them. And it's hilarious. Who won this episode? Besides Vince. Vince can never win an episode because he's the A-list movie star. So which character, yeah. in your opinion, won this week? Amanda, hands down, yeah. came in, she killed it, She, you want to see more of her, and you actually know that maybe she, especially with that line calling Ari a bitch, it's like, she's not just going to get owned by him, and he's not just going to win Vince back that easily. 100%. I'm going to give a special like uh, shout out to Turtle as well. Turtle like obviously came through with the party. Like They made money off the party instead of losing a bunch of money. Like So maybe Turtle, but I think Amanda's kind of the front runner here. Also, we gave Lloyd the, the Sits Man Award, but like, he could also be a winner as well. So I'm also going to argue like this could be... I think Turtle is adorable, and I love when they they just show all his smiles and stuff. And his New York accent is like it's pretty good, and I love his New York repping because like I'm from Brooklyn, so I love it. Like I don't think he's like the greatest actor on the show. I just think he's adorable. I also want to say I've ran into Adrian Grenier, Grenier, whatever, um, in Williamsburg before. And that was interesting to me. I just, I think he has the most beautiful blue eyes ever. Like his blue eyes will always win the episode. Like whenever the light hits it, you're like, hi. But it was funny. He just looked like a skinny, like guy who hasn't washed his hair in a while in Williamsburg when I saw him. Yeah. And he's supposed to be a movie star. That's what's interesting. That might have not aged well, right? Like, yeah, like he was more beefed up on entourage and like he has an air about him he probably like i remember him in the anne hathaway movie he killed it but like years later he he probably like i want to see him in more stuff he's so talented but it's just so funny how much he fits into that like low-key hipster williamsburg crew yeah. where he was supposed to be like the ultimate bro movie star i know i think he never quite comfortably fit into that role and i think he's even said as much and he's really distanced himself from the show and really leans into the environmentalism yeah like i could see him just doing like underground documentaries now that no one watches exactly what he does and he does a bunch of rock climbing that's why i think he was so yeah great exercise brooklyn boulder i think it was so charming too that he wasn't the like douchey brad pitt like there was something about him that was different and star-like he had that star quality. He was different than all the other guys in a way. Well, and I think what draws many people to Entourage is that while the crew is like elevated kind of stereotype versions of like a, a famous group of guys, like they still are kind of relatable guys you'd still want to hang out with. So Vince seems very approachable and laid back. And I think that's kind of the appeal and why the show became so successful. Yeah. Because you're right. If he was a douche from out of the date or even a douche at any point in the middle, like people would have turned off the show. You're so right. Was this episode an A-list episode, a B-list episode, or a D-list episode, Hannah? So I haven't seen any other episodes, (laughs) but I would say I don't think this was A-list. I think because I think this is one of those first episodes of a season where they're setting it up. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would give it it a a B. I think it's the setup. They did a great job, and you want to see where things go. Definitely. Solid B to start the new mini season. Sometimes we did B pluses, B minuses. I think it's just a B down the middle. There are some great episodes in the later part of this season 3B, so it's just a nice way to kick it off. All right, Hannah, the question that I love asking all new guests. What character in the entourage are you closest to in real life? 
I would say I'm closest to <laughs> I think I'm actually closest to drama like I shit on him the most because <laughs> I probably see things in myself like I like to be the like silly self-deprecating loud one in the group but also low-key like I want to be successful <laughs> yeah, <duh. laughs> so I, and I actually I just appreciate his silliness no he's the best that's awesome I love that I love that you're the female Johnny drama <laughs> Hannah, this has been fantastic. You fucking crushed it for someone who's never seen an episode before. Oh my God, thank you. Well, I think because I was like, oh, I finally have an excuse to watch it. And if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to give it my all. Are you going to watch any more episodes, you think? Um, I think I might. You don't have to. I think I, I think I might. I wasn't like in love with it in terms of like what's going to happen. I think if I started from the beginning, I'd have a different reaction. I think you would too. I think you would especially like it because in this first season, it's all about them coming from New York. So like, it's like four fish out of water from New York to LA. So yeah, give it a shot if you want. You're a busy girl. Where uh, where can the uh, listeners follow you, watch you, etc.? Awesome. So I have a um, comedy mental health podcast, Burning in Hell, B-E-R-N-I-N-G. We have some great recent guests. Nikki Glazer came on. It's it's just a fun a fun open exchange talking about people's demons, and then. Watch Bravo Summer House if you if you guys love kind of that like light drama. It's about kids who go out in the Hamptons and have fun and fight and fuck whatever. And then follow me on Instagram at Being Burns B E I N G B E R N Z. Get more of my personality and see what I'm up to. I do some. I have live shows coming up um, in November too. I have live shows in Philly, um, Long Island, and Boston. So if you want to see me live, do some stand up, do some interviews. Go to my Instagram link in bio check it out and i will include a link to all the tickets to her upcoming shows in the show notes of today's episode guys if she's coming to your town please go see hannah she's fucking hilarious she's a good friend of bro bibles hannah thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to talk about entourage thank you so much for having me we'll have you back soon and uh have a great rest of your week thank you 